Yo, what's up, friends? Welcome back to the local podcast. Today's episode of the podcast is brought to you by Greensburg Video. That's my video and photography company located right here on Main Street in Greensburg. If you and your company are up for some fresh ideas and some engaging content, look no further than Greensburg Video. You can check out my work at gbgvideo.net or greensburgvideo.com. My portfolio is growing daily, so you can check that out. Shoot me a message, and we'll figure out a strategy for you. Speaking of advertising, you can do that for your business right here on The Local Podcast. If you're interested in that, hit me up at thelocal724.com. Today on the show, we have Patricia Vince. She is the executive director of Zachary's Mission. It's an outstanding organization here in Greensburg. Welcome to the local 724 podcast in three, two, one. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the local podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Hauser. Today we have Patricia Vince in here from the Zachary's Missions. She's the executive director. How are you doing today? Very good. How are you doing? I'm doing great. It's good to have you on the show. Um, such a noble cause. I, uh, I've heard a little bit about Zachary's mission through my wife who is, uh, friends with you via our, our children. Yes. And, um, so if you could, uh, tell us a little bit about Zachary's mission, how it came to be. So 12 years ago, we had a child. He was born with a heart defect and we, he was born at West Penn. We went to children's and we found out that he needed a heart transplant. So we had 15 days of this crazy roller coaster ride. And that time that we spent there with those families, um, it kind of became apparent. We, we walked away. Isaac did not make it. He didn't get the heart transplant in time. You're kind of, you're racing the clock, right? But we walked away with an incredible awareness of this world that you just wouldn't know unless you sat in the, in, inside that hospital. Yeah. I can't, I can't even imagine. I mean, like, so, you know, unfortunately, like you said, Zach didn't make it. Um, what kind of things, I guess, from the get go, were you guys, uh, kind of battling? Um, well, for us, it was a little bit different because our, our stay was, was short, but one thing was that we lived out of bags because there were no rooms to stay at the hospital. We were at the old children's hospital. You couldn't stay in the rooms. Um, when things got very serious, when you have a critically ill child, when all the doctors have to be in the room and something's happening, you can't stay in there. You have to leave. So you're living out of your bags. Um, and just the day to day, to day it is your life. It, everything is uncertain, right? Um, you don't want to go home. So you want to be close to the hospital. So you're having to um, pay for hotel rooms and meals. And um, there's a financial piece to it, but also just that, that emotional, emotional stress that happens while you're yeah. there is immense. Yeah. That's gotta be just unbearably tough. I can't even imagine. Um, so I guess, how did you, after, uh, the incident, how did you go about forming Zachary's mission? Zachary's mission. Um, well, it, it's funny. I, I, w- I had a maternity leave from, uh, work for 12 weeks and then I went back. Um, and then after I, I, we had, when a child dies, when a child's in the hospital, mm-hmm. everybody around you feels so helpless. They want to do something. And we had food coming to the house. We weren't even at the house. We had tons of food coming to the house. We had people just giving money that we didn't even know. Um, so after Zach had passed and we had all this money sitting there and we thought, we're going to do something. Mm-hmm. We have to do something with all of this. Um, and I went back to work. And after I had my third child, um, 
I did not return to my position. And um, I eventually formed Zachary's mission. Yeah. I, it's, it's pretty amazing that you had the wherewithal, I guess, to think that you wanted to move forward and help other people and do something amazing um, with the gifts that were given to you and uh, kind of pay that forward, you know, for yeah. other people. It it's, is just paying it forward. It, and it's funny that you say that because I remember the Christmas before Zach was born, um, my sister gave me these empty jars and this book called the Christmas jars. And mm-hmm. the, the, the book is all about paying it forward. It's all about you, you get a jar, you collect spare change in it and you find someone random that, you know, needs help and you give it to them and you give it to them with a note in the book, with the understanding that that when they have the opportunity that they'll pay it forward. So, you know, that following Christmas, I had those jars full of change and we didn't know we wouldn't have Zach, but yeah. that was kind of part of this whole, it was, it was part of the paying it forward. Yeah. That's so amazing. So you did leave a position. Um, you yes. were the executive director at an assisted living facility. Yes. Yeah. I okay. miss that. I missed to work with the elderly. It was a good, it was a great job as yeah. far as working with the, the residents. Yeah. It, um, I mean, you definitely have this, uh, uh, duty. It almost seems, uh, this duty to work with, um, you know, people and, yeah. and, and help people in need. So, yes. I mean, that's very good that you're, you're out there doing your thing. Uh, lucky for a lot of people, yes. but, um, so, I mean, you go through this experience, you guys, uh, form Zachary's mission and how, I guess, you know, the question I think that I want is just kind of, you form this, how do you implement it? How did I get it all to the, all the pieces to fit? Yeah, basically. I mean, like you, you came up with the idea. How did you get it? How did you get the ball rolling? Sure. Initially it was informal. So I dealt with the social worker of the Heart Institute at Children's Hospital and said, I went to do these things. She would let me know what families needed could be, we had these funds and we just informally did it out of a more, a memorial fund. And the more, the more we became familiar with what we could do and what we couldn't do, we started to think about actual programming. Um, and then I looked into making an actual nonprofit. So, you know, it's the whole thing of getting incorporated um, and getting approved as a nonprofit. Um, and then I, I formed a board and we find, we, made our programming, which has evolved a little bit over the years based on how things changed in family needs. And, um, and we went from there. So we started, everything started in the Heart Institute of Children's Hospital. And then from that time, we've expanded to all of Children's Hospital, West Penn Hospital, NICU, um, the Children's Home and Lemieux Family Center. And currently now we're at uh, McGee, which we picked up during the quarantine. We started serving uh, families at McGee NICU. Oh, Okay it's yeah i mean that's an incredible amount of like uh i guess resources you know for yes. you guys and stuff so um as far as just like the way that you guys receive your funds and things like yes. do you guys have any kind of uh events or anything like that that you know drive people to donate on a normal year, Jordan, Get right, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We've got, we have, we have big events. So, you know, in the spring we would have a purse bash that would benefit our baby's first program specifically. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the year, that's our big event where majority of our revenue comes from is our gala. It's our sharing heart gala 
every December. And it's a whole lot of fun. It's just before the holidays kind of kicks off the holiday season in Pittsburgh um, at the Duquesne Ballroom. Um, and it's a, it's, it's a wonderful event and that provides majority of our funding. And then throughout the year, we have get a lot of in-kind donations, which is wonderful. So we'll have work groups, um, school groups, getting together, collecting items, and filling our Zach packs. Our Zach packs are labor intensive. So that is a huge um, help in our in our programming. Can you tell me a little bit about the Zach pack? I saw this on your uh on your website, I was reading all of the notes from the families and yes. you know, that, that was a popular thing. Can you tell us about the Zach pack? Yeah, our Zach packs, that's our signature program. So the blueprint of that was designed um, by Zach's dad when we're sitting at his bedside. Um, he's a, he's a writer and mm-hmm. I'm not a writer and I never understood, but what we have is this incredible book about Zach, but he also kind of designed this bag because we lift out of our bag all day. So mm-hmm. we made this bag to meet the basic needs of families when they first get there, right? They first get there, you're completely unprepared. You, your child gets sick, you go to the ER, um, mm-hmm. and then they end up meeting you. You don't have shampoo, you don't have lotion, you don't have a toothbrush. It's all these basic things that you don't have to think about. Um, and so then they have a chance to get adjusted and not worry about those things. Um, and we also have a journal in there, which is so incredibly special um, because like I said, we have this incredible story of, of Zach's life because of journaling. And the more I looked into journaling, it's therapeutic. And I had found a um, therapeutic journaling um, program that they had at St. Jude's where they encouraged the, the patients and the families to journal and really try to, if you can get it on paper, you can manage your thoughts a little bit better and then take a little bit more, uh, part in the care of your child because you kind of can get a grasp on what's going on. So we have special journals in there as well. That's awesome. That's very yeah. interesting. I mean, like I, I feel like journaling would be therapeutic during that time. Yes. Um, you know, just to be able to jot down thoughts maybe about how you were feeling at that point. Um, any uh, sad enough to say, I mean, that, that time that you're going to spend with your child at that is short. So, yes. um, that time can pass by really fast and you're so worried about other things that you're not really thinking about, you know, uh, I don't know anything, anything that no. happened, you know what I mean? Like you, you can write that down. He took a breath. He grabbed my finger. He did this. He did that. She did this. She did that. It's, it's it, that I think later down the road, going through a journal like that and, and, and stumbling upon those entries or that entry, uh, just yes. those details would be extremely therapeutic. Yes. You think you'll remember you, you truly do. Right. Um, but, but you do forget some things. So it's nice that you can write down those special things. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And with our bag, okay. go, go ahead. I was just going to be redundant and say, yes, it's extremely important. <laughs> I was just going to say the Zags, the bags are, are sturdy as well. So families are there for a long time, but also, unfortunately, a lot of these families, they, they're back and forth a lot. So a lot, some families have reached out and said, I have this bag by my door. Like they don't care anymore. So they just carry it for the hospital. But I added their favorite pajamas. I, I added a favorite activity of theirs or their favorite mm-hmm. stuffed animal, something that they have specifically for the hospital. So there's every time that they have to pick up and go, they have the bag to, to go with them. Yeah. As we were talking about the, um, the events and the gala and all that, what, uh, what did the COVID year look like? What did 2020 look like for you guys? It was, um, it was different. We were like everybody else. And I, and I got so tired of hearing the word pivoting that we had to pivot yeah. pivot was the word. And, and I appreciate that. We definitely had to adjust. And it was, um, 
you know, we learned about virtual and, and doing, you know, um, virtual events was just a, a very, very different thing. And our first thing, we did our purse bash virtually. Mm-hmm. We held off for a while, didn't hold, have it at the same time because there was that hope and that thought that we would be out of this by by summer, out of it by fall. And then here we are, we've got to raise funds, right? We're still right. serving these families. We've got to raise funds. So all, they were all virtual events um, and they worked, they worked out, they worked out well because what happened was our expenses um, had decreased as well. Yes. Expenses are huge for an event. Um, you know, a lot of things are donated, but there's still additional expenses. So it helped tremendously. And that's good. I mean, like I see a lot of different organizations around Greensburg doing virtual events right now, uh, mm-hmm. pivoting into this yes, uh, yes. events and things. And, um, you know, I feel like the support is almost, uh, on steroids right now because yes. everyone is thinking like, you know what, this is such a shame that we can't do this. So let's make this, yes. big, you know, and I love it. I think I'm seeing that a lot. I think everybody's seeing it with, um, you know, virtual tip jars and um, takeout, supporting local restaurants, things like that. So like to have events go virtual might've taken a little while to get used to, but I feel like things are, uh, things are okay right now. Would you agree? Yeah, I do. I think they're going well. I think that everyone is adjusting, is adapting. And I think people really want to, if they have the ability to help, I think people want to. And mm-hmm. especially ones that are especially, they they go to many events, they support many things. Suddenly they didn't have anywhere to go. And that's why actually locally um, last summer, golf outings did wonderfully. They yeah. were, everybody was, was completely booked with positions because, um, they were used to going to fundraisers. They couldn't go to fundraisers. So there was a chance to go to golf outing and support a local charity. They were there. So, um, yeah, but I have to be honest with you. What the day that we don't have to do virtual events anymore, I'm not going to miss it. (laughs) I'm not going to miss it. (laughs) But, um, I think it, I think, you know, it's what we're dealing with right now. Um, so people are having fun with it. Every time you see an event, it gets more and more creative. For sure. I mean, like people are definitely taking their creativity to a whole new level yes. uh, with these types of things. And it, it's really inspiring. Uh, I think it would inspire different people to do the same. And, um, you know, it just, everybody kind of works off of you know, what they see. And, yes. you know, if other people and other organizations are doing something, it's like, Hey, how can we take, this is a really cool idea. How can we take that kind of spin it, make it our own and do it bigger? Um, yes. I think it's a really neat thing. Um, so you and your husband, um, you have other, other children. Yes. Yes. Obviously I knew yes, that. You know that yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is for the, uh, this is for the <laughs> audience. Um, well, how does, uh, how does your son feel about this, this whole thing? What's his take on um, it? They, they like it. They're proud of it. And it's, it's interesting that they have a connection with Zachary that they would not have had if we had not chosen to do this, right? He was so mm-hmm. very young when Zach was born that um, my sister was here from Florida. Grandparents are coming in and out all the time, aunts and uncles. It's like a party. He doesn't fully comprehend what's happening. So, you know, um, when he actually was old enough to kind of get it, I have to say initially, he didn't understand how the loss of his brother was a good thing, how Zachary's mission was a good thing. So growing old and kind of understanding what we did, they both enjoy it. They both have become my volunteers, you know, and mm-hmm. um, it, it's, it's very special for both of them. And I have a younger daughter that's 11 and she enjoys it as well. 
Well, that's good. I mean, like to grow up in an atmosphere of giving and supporting and, you know, helping other people, uh, I think is probably one of the most important things that, um, a child can kind of absorb at this specific point in time. Um, it's, it's just awesome. I think. And you know, the, the kindness and and support and everything like that. I mean, it shines through every time, uh, your son's over at our place and, and ah. things like that. He's, he's a great kid. We like having him over. Yeah. And, um, but it's just, uh, it's, it's very neat to see, you know, that out of such a traumatic experience that you guys were able to rise above that and, and really help other people through doing the services that you do. Like what are some of the services that you guys provide besides like the, the Zach pack and stuff. The Zach pack. Our other programs are baby's first program. Mm -hmm. So that is a, a program where we celebrate babies first. Our huge holidays are Valentine's day, Easter and Thanksgiving. Um, we have other smaller holidays that we do in the heart Institute. Cause that's where everything started. And as, as we grow, then we'll grow those other things as well. Um, so the baby's first is helping families connect with their child through these adorable gifts right? You get them first and there's little girls have the little tutus and the matching headbands and the little socks and they're really cute. But when your child is very, very fragile, it seems automatic that you would bond with your newborn, but it's very difficult when you can't even hold them. You can't right. do those things that most parents would do. And so sometimes you're kind of frozen, frozen in fear. You're waiting for the next, waiting for all of it to be okay. And the fact is you may be de dealing with something that is the way it is. So we really want to encourage that bonding and that's stressing your child. That's taking those photos on their first holiday. That's um, we include books where they read because reading is a great way to connect with your baby. Mm -hmm. And we, we have um, we make postcards that might say baby's first Valentine's day and they can put a footprint on there or handprint and all those things to remember that moment. Um, and so we really want to encourage them to celebrate that holiday, but really it's about connecting with your child regardless of how fragile they are yeah one of those go ahead sorry i was gonna say every valentine's day that's things changing with covid every valentine's day we do a photo shoot so we used to just do like 15 25 babies mm -hmm. but we've grown to doing 200 gifts that we give away every every holiday so wow. we get yeah, 15, 16, 17 photographers, professional photographers to join us for Valentine's Day and take pictures of all the babies. And then they put them on a disc so the families can do whatever they want to do with them. Really, we provide whatever works for it best, whether it be a file or whatever. And it's mm -hmm. just, it's a special time because some of them never got newborn pictures. So unfortunately, these may be the only pictures they get of their babies. And we feel it's so incredibly important that these families have these photos. And so we do that on Valentine's day, but we didn't get to do this Valentine's day, but it is a special part of our programming. Yeah. I, that's incredible. I mean, you told us earlier, um, you listed them off, but about how many, how many places are you guys involved with? Four right now. Four. Okay. So mm -hmm. that's just, um, I mean, that's, that's insane. That's wild to think that, you know, 200, um, 200 a year. That's, that's wild. Um, yeah. Well, not a year per holiday. Oh, so per we holiday. do Valentine's okay. Day. Yeah. So, and it's, um, yeah, it, and it's, it, they're medically fragile kids, right? So mm -hmm. these kids that are born in Westmoreland Hospital around here, like I, I just say a local hospital. Yeah. We're, we're supporting those families as well. If they get to the point where they have to be in Pittsburgh, um, we're there for them as well. So they don't have 
you know, we're taking care of those families. We're taking care of our families really from wherever. Right. Um, and we even have a special, I guess we have five because we have a special program with Westmoreland Hospital where we give them Zach packs and mm-hmm. we give them gas cards. And sometimes we have Chick-fil-A cards donated as well. And the point of that is when your, your neighborhood hospital tells you we can't take care of your baby, we have to send you to Pittsburgh. It's not comforting. It's really right. frightening. So instead of them sending off saying, good luck. It's kind of, Hey, here's some things to help you get settled once you get there. And, and just that initial, those initial things you think about, we just kind of try to take them off their plate so they can get there, get settled and focus on their child. Man, you guys really did uh, kind of think of everything. That's it's, it's an inspiring uh, thing just to, just to hear the story, you know, that you guys, uh, how you guys are doing this for other families is it's, it's special. That's kind of the only way to describe it. I was going through your website and I was reading a story about, um, you know, they were thanking you for the Zach pack and everything. And they said that uh, she had just, uh, the the baby had just celebrated her first birthday and uh, they still use the Zach pack to get her back and forth um, to like daycare or something like that. Yes. Yes. And that's like, it's just, it's so amazing. Like I am a very big proponent of like positive thought. I, I think that positive thinking really is the difference between uh, a yes or a no win or loss, anything like that. And um, yeah. so do you guys, and I don't know if you guys keep track or anything, but do you guys see like, you know, an, an uptick in um, you know, since you guys have started this, have you seen just kind of like, you know, people that you're helping uh, get through these problems more? You know, it's, it's interesting. We're not, I don't know if I can say that I, I, I meet yeah. families, different parts of their journey. And sometimes it's not till a year or two afterwards, they'll reach out and say, you gave me a Zach pack and it meant so much, or mm-hmm. I have my, I might have my journal that that you gave me. And we wrote it. It's, it's I treasure it the most. Um, you know, a lot of times we put the babies first, someone reach out and say, I still have their tutu. I still have their little tie that you gave us, um, because it's something to remember, but when they're in there in the midst of it, um, we don't always hear from them. And that's, mm-hmm. we don't, we like the way our services are run, but we don't work directly with families, although we love to meet them. We kind of respect their privacy and we really depend on the staff and the social workers to say, we have this family. This is what's going on. This is their need. Can you help us? Yeah. And so we're just so happy. We can so often say yes, because we, you know, the support that we receive. Mm-hmm. So how many, I guess, like Zach packs do you guys deliver on? Do you guys deliver those like weekly, monthly? Bi-weekly, how did how did how does this all happen? When we first started our program, it was as needed. And then as we got as it became more well known and understood, it was busy. So we started doing this monthly drop-offs. So I'll email the social workers and say, Hey, I'm coming out this date this time. It's you, it's always the second Wednesday of the month. Mm-hmm. And what are your needs? And then they let us know how, how what their needs are based on their census. They could have a lot more patients or a lot less. Right. And so they tell me what they need. I pack everything up and give them what they need for the month. And then in between that, we had talked about the Babies First program. We have another program called the Sharing Heart Fund. Mm -hmm. That takes care of all of our gas cards, cafeteria vouchers, food vouchers. But also in between the times I see the social workers, it pays for utility bills. So sometimes those families are in there for a very long time and things start to get hard to handle. Oftentimes, one parent leaves their job to make sure they're there with that sick child. And then the other, the other parents kind of juggling between getting to the hospital and taking care of the kids 
trying to maintain normalcy for these other kids. Right. Right. Um, so we, we help with bills. So what happens is maybe between our drop-offs, a social worker will call, talk to us about that. And then what we do is we get the information work directly with the utility companies so that the families don't have to worry about it. And we take care of it for them. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. I mean, like all of the things that, again, I, I can't imagine, uh, but I mean, all of the things that you would, um, probably not even think about. I mean, at that right. point you get to, you get pushed to, uh, to a point where you're like, well, you know what, uh, this is more important than my job right now. And, you know, why go sit somewhere at a desk for eight hours when you can spend that eight hours with your child, if you're not even sure that they're going to survive that day, you know, so you have to pick and choose. And obviously that's more important. Um, in the grand scheme of things, it is also important to, you know, have a house when you get back and, and yes. like that. So for you guys to take care of those things, everything, uh, let's call it like on the back burner for you guys to take care of those things is extremely important. And I can't even imagine the relief that uh, somebody would feel being in that position. Yes. Yeah. It, you know, we rarely directly connect with families. And for mm-hmm. some, this one time, the social worker um, talked about the parent, the mom having some issues and asked if, um, if, if we, she could connect, like if she, if I could call her and I said, sure. And I don't really get to talk to families and I got to talk to her and she talked a lot about everything that her child was going through, everything that they were going through. And you could tell as she's talking about this, she was kicking herself. She couldn't understand why they couldn't get everything back together. So yeah. they were, they were in the hospital for a long, oh, several months. They're out of the hospital, then they're home and they're still struggling to get back to baseline. And she's, she's just, you can tell she's just struggling with even having to talk to someone about this. And why can't I have, why, why don't I have everything together yet? Um, and so after I listened to her for a while and I heard everything and I, I looked at what would, what matches our mission? What, what can we help her with? Mm-hmm. Um, so I was able to tell her that we could help her. And it was like, I could feel like that tension completely yeah. melt away. And it was, it was pretty incredible for me. Cause I'd always get to see that because we work with the staff. So I didn't get to see it, but I'm not with her on the phone and I can feel it, yeah. you know, over the phone, I can just feel like that she completely changed. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're glad that we get to do these things. You know, you talk about what we went through and what we do, um, you know, Zachary's mission, sometimes people confuse us with like that we have a, a religious affiliation and really it's mission is purpose. What is your mission? What is your purpose? This is Zachary's mission. We don't know his purpose, but his parents going through what we went through. Um, why do we go through this? How did this happen? You kind of have to make sense out of it. And yeah. everybody does something different. And to us, it made sense seeing these families, seeing what they went through. Um, we did a lot of people watching, not in a gawking way. You're right. Yeah. You're, you're sitting there. Zach was pretty serious. So we were kicked out of the room a lot. So we're sitting there, we're watching these people around us, and we shared the same space as NICU families. We saw all sorts of families we were in the cafeteria when we were down in the lobby. And it's like you knew you could identify the families that were, were there for a couple of days and the ones that were there for weeks and for months because it wore on their face, it wore on their posture. It's so, it's, it's so difficult. So the fact that we witnessed that, like maybe, maybe Zach's purpose was that he was here and he showed us this whole, right. And then we were able to do something about it. Yeah. So, I mean, like you guys talking to you getting a chance to talk to um, that specific lady, she, you know, let you know, you know, how, 
the problems that she was going through. And then that kind of, you know, set off some ideas in your head that, Hey, maybe we need to offer this, this, and that. Do you guys see that often? Like every year, do you guys think like, Oh, Hey, this should be something that we offer as well. Or this is something that we should look into. Like, as you grow, you probably run into more and more things, right? Um, What are some of the things that you have run into that you're, that you're thinking about? Changing. Yeah. Changing or offering. I can say our programming is, is pretty solid because our program mm-hmm. is made to, from the time they get there with the Zach packs, support them there throughout. And that's with our babies first. And that's with our, and there aren't all babies in the hospital. I should say that not all, not all families get the babies first. Cause there's not, all, they're not all babies, mm-hmm. but throughout as far as the financial assistance piece and the gifts that we give throughout. Um, so we may have tweaked where the babies first came in to replace, we used to stock food pantries. And I love to talk to the social workers where they might say, you know, we just had this organization come in and they're starting to do this. And so we'll look at it and say, okay, can, are we complimenting them or are we working on top of each other? So we want to make sure that our, our programming complements the other programming that are in the same units that we are. So they all work together because um, there's many different families, there's many different needs, and it truly takes a village to, to, to meet all of their needs. Um, so our serve, our Programming has stayed pretty solid actually for a while, but small things might change in it. Like we have now, we used to have travel size. All of our Zach packs have all full-sized items in them. Um, we had the little books with the crossword puzzles in them and, and a book family said, you know what, with, with smartphones now, that might not even be a necessary piece of it. So we yeah. got rid of it. Yeah. I, and you know, uh, instead of using pivoting, let's say adapting and you know, you just, you go and you learn these things and it's great to get feedback from, you know, the families, because yes. you know, if it's something that they're not going to use, then, then you guys can take those funds and, and use it for something else. I mean, that's, exactly. it's fantastic. They would, they would let you know, and you guys are willing to, um, take that information and, and adapt. I think it's fantastic. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. We always appreciate families. We always appreciate family feedback. And most of the time, it's simply to say, thank you so much. We mm-hmm. appreciate it. We also appreciate when the families, you know, give a little bit of feedback, tell a little bit about what we're doing. I think sometimes people are so grateful. They hate to say anything that might seem critical. Right. Um, but we do always appreciate when the ones step up and say, hey, maybe you could try this. Yeah. And that's what I meant. Like, I think, it, I think it's great that in a position where, you know, you don't want to, uh, look a gift horse in the mouth, basically, yes. you, you know, I think it's fantastic that you guys would, um, you know, accept that and, and say, okay, well, let's, let's take and make this a positive and, you know, figure out what we can do. Um, it's just awesome. Yes. Very cool. Thank you. Um, so for people listening, are there, are there volunteer opportunities? Uh, how do, how, how do we get involved? There are volunteer opportunities. So a big one, our Zach Pack is a huge community thing. So we'll have pe- groups that will collect items and then they'll fill the Zach Pack. Some people just collect items and donate them. Some people, um, they don't have the ability to collect the items, but they, they want to fill the bags. So we have a lot of groups that will actually just fill the bags. We bring everything there and they fill them. Um, our babies first, we have sometimes have people make the little tutus and some of our knit hats. Um, that we make, we have, if you can knit and crochet, we love you. You know, (laughs) if you want to make baby hats, you know, please feel free to do that. Um, 
And then, you know, of course, the, the events that we have, we always love to have volunteers. Um, we just have, we have a gentleman finishing his senior project. When he was younger, he was in the hospital. His family got a Zach pack and they just thought it was pretty cool. All the things that were in there that were so useful. So he's finishing his senior project. And what he did was he was helping put together a social media campaign to, um, put out our needs for our Zach packs and how you can help fill them. So, um, yeah, there's, there are many different ways to volunteer. Um, and I just always say, email us at contact at Zachary'smission.org. And I'll be happy to, um, you know, if you want to collect anything and I'll be happy to work with you and come up with the best way to, to volunteer or support Zachary's mission. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like if you can't volunteer, um, you know, if you're not able to do that, you can mm -hmm. donate, you can support, yes. are there ways, uh, you know, how, how can you, uh, how can you support you guys? How, how do how does that work? If somebody is not able to volunteer, or if they can't donate, maybe a share on Facebook, something like that. Oh, you know that like social media is huge when you yeah. share, right. When you, when you follow us, when you comment that all those things help us reach a new audience, reach new mm -hmm. people. Um, so that's, that's, uh, that makes a huge difference. And just sharing our name, I would say anybody, anytime you got in the community and share our name, that may be the first person that the first time they hear it. Sometimes they have to hear it two, three, four times to say, what is this about the Zachary's mission? Or someone's looking for a new, you know, type of organization to support. I'm tired of the same organizations. Let's find someone new. You know yeah. what? I heard about this, this organization, Zachary's mission. So if you don't speak our name, then people can't support us. Right. Absolutely. So I just, uh, I would ask that everybody listening to the show, go out, uh, support volunteer or donate, do whatever you can, uh, spread the word because it's such an amazing, uh, organization. I think that, uh, you know, anybody that is, um, anybody that's in need, uh, in that, in that time is just like, they're really looking for anybody to really just kind of give them a little bit of relief. And that's exactly what you guys are doing. So I thank you for that. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah. What an awesome organization out there helping families in one of the roughest periods of their entire lives. And, um, you know, it's just so amazing that we have something around here locally that is uh, focusing on the families here in our area. So awesome. So if you guys could get there, show some love, go visit Zachary'sMission.org, Z-A-C-H-A-R-Y-S Mission.org. And uh, on there, you can register to help or donate, um, you know, volunteer some way. If you can't donate, um, you can support them for free, totally for free. You can support local businesses for free just by sharing their posts or commenting on their posts things like that. It's a big help and it helps spread the word, keep things current. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. We were gone for a couple weeks. Uh, I was on the sunny beaches of Puerto Rico with my beautiful wife and some friends of ours. And, um, it was a, a well-deserved vacation, I feel. Um, but we're back at it and we'll see you next week for a new episode.